0: The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's propswap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win $1 million. $1 million. And make sure to tune in to Draft Day on 13th of July, where Ryan Kramer will attempt to draft for 24 hours straight. Of course, don't forget to download the SGP app in the App Store or the Google Play Store. Good evening, everybody. Welcome along to the... MLB Gambling Podcast. Um, I'm just giggling there because uh, the, reading the, the ads, <laughs> I was caught unaware. It's like, they don't change very often, and I wasn't expecting the Ryan Kramer draft tape in there. So I was I clapped eyes at that for the first time, and that instantly made me giggle, just the whole thing about it. Um, plus, um, as we speak, Munaf, uh, we are in the midst of our first ever live uh, underdog sweat Um For my dog of the day is he just a grand slam? That's good foul, hasn't it? Oh my goodness! Um, My dog of the week was the Mets and Yankees game, which was rained out from last night. Yeah, Um, so it's going maybe Friday night actually. Friday, yeah, Friday. Uh, The the matchups. So it's going as the first leg of the uh, double header today, Uh, and it's currently top of the seventh. Mets five, Yankees five. How the Mets haven't won already is beyond me. Um, It's been wild pitches. Francisco Lindor made an error. Um, terrible review calls by the by the umpires. Um, but with no outs in the top of the seventh, the Mets uh, have the bases loaded. Uh, so if you hear me break off and start um, doing forward rolls around the room, it's because I've got a long overdue bet up. Um, so yeah, that's, this is our first ever first ever live sweat. Um, but anyway. Um, Moonaf, <laughs> welcome. Um, happy 4th of July to you, thank you, sir. What, uh, what's been going on? What, what happens on 4th of July? I know nothing about it. Tell me all about
1: it. Well, it's uh, obviously the U.S. uh Independence Day and you know the Declaration of Independence, so I think it's just another uh, it's it's America's holiday, so there's a lot of probably barbecuing going on and, and hot dog eating contests. I don't know if you know anything about Joey Chestnut and all that good stuff. Well, I saw happens. the
0: um there was a the SGPN and obviously yeah. uh, ran a, They the other article with a, with a few tips and stuff. Is there, has there been a winner declared? Did we, did we, did anybody win any money on that?
1: I'm not sure. I didn't. I think like with Joey Chesson, he was like an absolute like crazy favorite of like minus, I started anywhere from minus 2,500 to all the way up to like minus 3,300. That I mean, I wanted now 14 straight years. So um, the over under hot dogs for him to eat was, I think it was around 75 and a half <laughs> and he ate 76 in like 10 minutes. So it, that that's America for you right there, but no, it's, it's a great national holiday. You know, I mean, we're, we're getting past COVID here slowly and, you know, it's a good time for family and friends to get together at a barbecue and hang out and get inside the pool and all that good stuff. I know some of our guys are, are, are our editorial guys and some of our co-hosts or podcasts are on vacation this week. So well-deserved for all the guys. But um, I'm still here grinding away. I was working on some MLB stuff today and we're recording and I'm also working on some NFL stuff. So the work doesn't stop. And, you know, we're in a live sweat right now with your with your dog, bed. <laughs> so, so much going on. You know, we like to say we like to keep it casual on Sundays. But um, I, yeah, so I think going tonight's
0: going to be, <laughs> From my point of view, Moonaf, I'm in no position to put together a coherent podcast uh, after the last few days. There's been so much going on. Yeah, um, uh, obviously I spoke to you on Thursday night, and I'd been out for dinner and what have you. So then Saturday, I was at that wedding. Um, yesterday, I spent all day in bed, hungover. But then okay. I had to get up to watch England. Um, it's coming home, Moonaf. If I do, don't need to remind anybody. Um, England got a a bloodless victory over the Ukraine last night. And then today, we had the little boys, uh, the football presentation, uh, run the nine football team. Uh, So we've had their presentation. So back to the pub after the presentation. And alcohol has been taken again. There we go um so yeah I'm tired and emotional moon off would be one way to put it uh, Or oh, I'm veering wildly between slightly drunken very hungover still so it's yeah it's been a, it's been a good fun weekend um but I cannot wait to hit the sack in a couple of hours once I've uh, once we finish talking baseball for a little while
1: so so give us the quick play by play of what happened on the, on on wedding day because I know we well, we had talked about it on our last podcast that. You had an early morning, and you know you guys have to pace yourselves about with the drinking. So, so what happened?
0: Yeah, well, obviously that didn't go to plan because it never <laughs> does. Uh, <laughs> um, actually, the day it was a really nice day, It passed without comment, uh, without incident, really. Uh-huh. Um, the, what I took from it was I should be setting lines. I'm in the wrong business. I should be a bookmaker. Um, totally out the blue, I pulled that number out my ass when I set the line for you at 13 minutes, uh-huh. and I believe you took the under. I did. And it came in at 12 minutes and 40 seconds. There we Uh, go. So I was nailed on with the line. Yeah, uh, you them, absolutely yeah, nailed on with the line. Um, my nerves didn't get the better of me. And people said nice things afterwards, which I think they were going to anyway. And then a load of the boys turned up that I hadn't seen for years. A lot of the football team I used to play for yeah. all turned up for the evening. Do uh, and we had a we had a sneaky dance, even though we weren't allowed to dance. Covid regulations, Moonaf. Oh, wow. uh, no dancing. I know. What I mean, if you spend all day together in the same room, I don't know what jiggling around. Makes a difference, but um, <laughs> so we were we were officially yeah, I know we were officially not allowed to jiggle around. Um, but we we had a sneaky dance later on anyway. So, um, yeah. Then everyone yesterday was just trying to piece together what had happened. But no, it was good fun. So, congratulations to uh, my good friends Paul and Ashley. Awesome. Um, yeah, it was a fun day. Uh, and like I say, the little boys have enjoyed themselves today. Yeah, uh, the Mets still can't get this run over the line. Um, still five all in the top of the seventh. But um, yeah, I think our oh, hey. picks. Oh, what oh, shit? What's up there? To-
1: it's... Oh, where'd you... it go? Over the fence.
0: No way. Granted, you must be Grant. ahead of me. He hasn't pitched yet. No, Hang he on. just hit it over Grant's the It's getting across the pod now. Oh, now he's hit it. Hang on. Oh, there it goes, Moving up. <laughs> oh, Did no. He... It's off the wall,
1: isn't no, it? It think went over the wall. I don't know what happened. I There's a Mets fan it. celebrate. The ball's gone. Where's the ball? Uh, they might check for fan interference. <laughs> don't tell me that. Well, Kevin Pilar's oh, rounded the bases. Yeah. He's he's home. Yeah. Uh, let's see what happens. Where is the replay? Oh, well, yeah. That's going to be fan interference. What does that mean, Munaf? The, the so the should, is that ground rule double? It'll be an automatic out. Sorry. So the, if oh, the no, replay, the fan reached over the fence. You see that? Oh sugar, yeah. Yeah. So they're they're going to call that fan interference. It'll be an automatic out, and then I think he'll have to go back to third. No run score. Yeah. No run scored. Cause that fan. Oh my goodness. Defense. Yeah. You can't do that.
0: Now I know Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you, you, you're not listening to this live. So you already know, <laughs> you already know what happened. So I do realize that this is an absolutely exos- an absolute exercise in futility for me and Muna at yeah. the moment. Um, Okay, so while we're waiting for the call on that, this is going to be slightly funnier if I lose from this position anyway. Um, I think the rest of our picks, moved off that are finished, um, have gone yes. okay. Um, oh, yeah. You can, you, you've you got the double dubs already, so you can take us through yours.
1: Yeah, I think it was a pretty great week all around for us. Um, let's see. Let's start with mine. Let me pull up our sheet here. We got um, all over the pace. Oh, now, now the fan got ejected. Basically, because he reached over the wall. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> oh no! What a we're, shame. We're gonna we're gonna have a we're gonna have these uh, uh live updates. But when people listen, they're gonna be like, I'm sure. We're probably impinging
0: some uh, MLB broadcast rules and stuff as well, Moonaf. Yeah. The uh, they'll be around knocking on your door. It's a long way to come and arrest me, but they'll be coming to get you for whatever, <laughs> whatever copyright we're currently we're currently. Infringing upon by
1: commenting on this live. Yeah. So, all right, let's get to our picks here. Okay. So it's okay. Before I get to it, let's go. It's seven to five. I guess I don't know. They counted it and there's another. I I, I
0: had a feeling it was a ground rule double. Yeah. They counted as a double. So the two runners will score. So it's nine to five. And the batter goes to second. Sorry, the batter's out. Yeah. So now it's nine to five. Seventy-five, and I would have knocked them in. Yep,
1: getting the 95. queue, Munaf. Yes. All right, there we go. All right, <laughs> let's get back focused. Okay, focus, so focus, off. Okay, last week I had the most of my picks went off on Saturday. It was the Blue Jays money line, Ross Drapling against the Rays. Uh, that one cashed for us, and then I had uh, Tark Stuble as my dog, Tigers money line versus the White Sox. Um, this one turned into a. Uh, let's say it turned into a uh, offensive game. Uh, that game ended 11 to five. Tigers got the win there. The White Sox came out of the gate, got two against Google. And then uh, the offenses kind of took over for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, they scored three in the fourth. Uh, the White Sox came back with three of their own in the fifth and the Tigers just took off after that. They scored eight more runs. They won that game 11 to five. So I was happy to go two and zero. and I know a couple of the guys, I think Cameron um he uh, parlayed all four of our picks from the weekend. Yes, I saw that. And that one, uh, that one cash. So uh, glad to go two and zero. Um, I knew that we were going to do it. It took a little bit for us, but um, you know, uh, we got the I got the job done there. And then um, Nick, do you want me to go through uh, Nick's picks? Yeah, go for picks? it. Off, yeah, yeah. So Will also went two and zero. Uh, he Friday night his lock was Giants money line. Alex Wood on the mound against the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. Catch that one easily, also 11 to 4 was the final score there. And then last night, uh, Will's dog was the Rangers' money line with Jordan Lyles on the mound, um, against the Mariners, and they won that game pretty easily, seven to three, also. So, a couple of sweat free bets there between uh, myself and Will, um, and then Nick. He had, uh, along with yours, uh, I'll let you. I'll let you talk about your lock, uh, because it was the same as Nick's. But his dog fell a little short this morning. Um, it was the Nationals' money line. Joe Ross on the mound against the Dodgers. The Dodgers kind of broke it open um, in the. I think it was top of the ninth. Uh, they scored one of those top of the seven. They scored two, and they got two more in the top of the ninth. But it was one to one headed into that seventh inning. So that bullpen kind of blew it for the uh, Nationals. But other than that, pretty good, uh, pretty good weekend for us so far, and it's now ten to five meds. So maybe we can. Yeah, I think that we, one
0: can, for you. we can. chalk that up as a dub now, and that something yeah. goes horribly wrong. So yeah, that would make it a with the double lock. Um, it's only seven picks rather than eight. but yeah. that makes it a six in one week moon off, which it we'll does. take. We will take every week of the year, um, and even. Uh, like I say, Nick's dog was a little bit unfortunate in that. Yeah, you do with a dog. You what you what you want to do is be in the game. You you need to stay in the game by the seventh, eighth inning. Give yourself a chance of winning, and that's exactly what they did. Uh, that today fell on the wrong side of it, but um, the, it just shows that the um the system was correct and the method he was using to correct them. Yeah. I double locked up Um, the Astros money line actually it was a bit closer than, I'd than I'd really would have liked, yeah. but I was in no position to, uh, to be choosy by this point. Yeah, they got the order easy pitched really well, actually um, the Astros have now won. They want to get the day four in a row. Um, after that little odd slump that they had last week where they yeah. got swept by the Tigers and then the Orioles uh, took a couple of games off them as well. Uh, but back to four in a those and Jake has really been a big part of that. Uh, so yeah, they got over the line 3-2 versus the Indians. And then today, um, in play now, the, the Mets against the Yankees. Now this one, um, again, talk about the process, although thought was absolutely correct. Um, the Mets picked seven Left-handers, uh, seven left-handed bats in that starting lineup against Cole today mm. with that short porch out in right field at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Perfectly valid tactic. Um, and what it led to was Garrett Cole had his shortest um, start since 2015 yeah. uh, with the Pirates, I think, today. Ended up going 3.1 innings. Uh, and the reason it's so close and ended up in the seventh inning was because Uh, Francisco Lindor I said made a mistake on what should have been an easy double play ball dropped it everybody was safe that led to three runs so the Yankees went three one up Um, there was an awful call Nimmo hit a little chopper uh, beat the beat the throw to first base they called him out and they failed to overturn it on review even though he's clearly safe Um, and then there was something else terrible. Oh, it was a wild pitch. The score was 4-4 mm. uh, and the Yankees scored on a Marcus Stroman wild pitch. So at this point I was pulling my hair out thinking it was, uh, <laughs> I was going to get a bad beat. Um, but as it stands now, they are 10-5 up. So yeah, um, a six in one week for the pod and, and well overdue. And it was, it, what's, what's nice to see was that people in the Slack channel were, uh, were hiding those picks as well. Yeah. Um like you say, Cameron, and there's a few other boys, and a little a few other parlays, and it's nice to see you get a few little thumbs up and things when when things go our way. So yeah, uh, yeah, not a bad week at all, Moon. I will take that.
1: You're always in the game when you're betting against the Yankees. So um, you know, d- despite all the errors and everything that happened with uh, with the Mets today, when you have their bullpen that's falling apart, you're always in the game. So I'm I'm, gl- I'm glad that. You know, between us, uh, we were able to go four and zero, and then along with you know Nick and Will, that you know we 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 did pretty good this week. So uh, hopefully, we can continue that momentum here as we get into the All Star break. But um, you know, way to dig yourself out.
0: I had um, actually quite a cool here thought for me, which is very uh-huh. unusual this week, and that baseball is it's it's an odd sport that they will change the game; they'll change the the dynamic of the game, the aesthetic of the game. So they've deadened the ball and they change the rules to sort of the extra inning rules. And, mm-hmm. um, and if you're the youngest, if you've got a longer term plan, like they, they're not just living hand to mouth. They're not living day to day. They've, they've assembled this squad and um, this roster of sluggers of big beefy hitters. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the game changes and what they want is people on the bases um, people hitting singles, people playing a little bit more small ball. Yeah. And that just doesn't suit the Yankees at all. And I don't right. know how the governing body of a sport could just yeah. change the sport. Sure. Like the, the Yankees back uh, the front office must be thinking, hang on a minute, like our jobs for years, have been, this is what we've assembled because it's been home runs, it's been launch angle, it's been exit velo. Then all of a sudden you change the sport. And like said, we keep getting, they keep clogging up the base paths uh, with all these sort of big beefy, uh, you know, judge and stanton and people like that yeah um and that's just it was it was a moment of clarity for me and i don't have one. and i thought that might be my first ever valid point that i made Moonoff.
1: yeah it's it, it's i mean it's an interest, interesting dynamic of what how how the game really changes from you know sometimes season to season but i think the thing with yankee stadium is particularly you know we talk about stadiums how some are hitter ball, ballparks and some are Pitcher ball parts. I think Yankees, because they have that short porch in left field or sorry, right field, that they're trying to create this lineup with big, beefy guys, like you said, with Aaron Judge and um, uh, with Stan. But you have to also remember that they have DJ LeMahieu, who's a guy that can hit for average and get on base. And he's not having the, the typical season that we're used to from him, right? He's a guy that can bat at a minimum 300, and he's not been able to get on base for them. So Um, And then, you know, the guy that I really touted at the beginning of the season when we did our preseason podcast show with uh, Sean and Ryan was Gleyber Torres. And he hasn't really panned out and they've had guys in and out of the lineup. So I think for me, it's it's really been that Aaron Judge or sorry, Aaron Boone is not the answer for this organization. So uh, I think there's going to be some major, major moves coming for them if they don't even make the playoffs this year. Um, So, you know, definitely keep an eye out for 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 that. Yeah, so
0: we'll move on to stuff that's happened across MLB since Thursday. Um, and the first thing they caught by, this was quite funny, kind of, mm. um, was the, the, all the Pablo Lopez, Ronald Acuna shenanigans on, um, oh, was it Friday night, I think? Yeah, Friday. Um, yeah, Miami um, against Atlanta. And this is kind of something that's been bubbling up for, it must, it must be two years ago now, I think, that... Uh, Urenya, Jose Urenya, who pitches now for Detroit, mm-hmm. uh, was on Miami. Yeah. Um and Ronald Acudia hit them for maybe six home runs in the series or over the course of um the recent uh, the recent part of the season. Mm-hmm. Um and Urena hit him first pitch that night, caused a huge fight, got ejected. Mm-hmm. But then it happened again on on Friday, and it was a bit of an odd one because I don't know. Would you get your ace to what happened if you haven't seen Pablo Lopez um hits Ronald Acuna on the first pitch of the game. Yeah. Um he sort of Pablo Lopez winces as if sort of he makes a face as if to say, Shit, I didn't do that on purpose. He looks yeah. a little bit frustrated with himself. But then the Braves um coach gets involved, Snitka, I think it was, and the umps get together and they threw Lopez out. Um mm. and the umpire said afterwards that they they Believed um, that it was intentional, and I, that was just a head scratcher again. This is a, we haven't had one of these for a couple of weeks. This is the Englishman question: that would they w- would they get their studs to hit the batter first pitch up? It seems an odd decision to then have to play the rest of all nine innings uh, without your stud pitcher just to just to plunk Acuna.
1: Yeah, I think that. It- I think the, the the umpires are more aware of when there's some type of like a like you said a feud that's that's brewing right between uh, two teams, and we've seen it in in many many cases where first pitch they'll go after your all star player your superstar guy, and that's exactly what happened with Pablo Lopez. I think the Marlins know that they're not going anywhere this season. So I think they can afford to do something like that with their ace pitcher. But I think it might have been a little excessive that the umpires kind of ejected it, but or ejected uh, Lopez after that first pitch. So I I think that they may have been trying to, you know, let the players know that, Hey, it's not going to happen. We're not going to have this. We're not going to have benches clearing. We're not going to have fights. So they, they made a decision to eject him on the first pitch. Personally, I would have liked him to say, hey, you're warned, you're warned. No matter what happens, if another guy gets hit by anybody, any pitcher hits another player, automatic ejection. Because like you said, you have Pablo Lopez, who's their probably their ace pitcher on this roster after Trevor Rodgers. Um, you want to see a guy like they're out there pitching. So, um, you know, it, it's one of those things, I think that because there's, like you said, there's so much history between these two teams about what's going on. I, I think that's kind of what warned it. Uh, the umpires, uh, the I checked uh, Pablo Lopez after that first pitch.
0: Yeah, it certainly was an odd one. Yeah, um, and I think it, it was high profile because of what had happened. And I've since, then I've seen people tweeting out um, statistics that there's been a whole load of batters have been hit way more times and by the same pitches. But because it wasn't as high profile as that one, uh, it kind of goes under the radar. So yeah, it was a bit of an odd one all around. Um, Injury, Kyle Schwarber. We talked about having been on his mad, crazy tear, yeah. Um, and then he's been hit by a little, a little bit of the curse that the nationals, the nationals have suffered all season, really. Uh, and he suffered an injury the other night, having just been uh, named the National League Player of the Month, Muna.
1: Yeah, and it, it seems like it's a um, significant injury. I just pulled it up; it's a significant hamstring injury for Kyle Schwarber, and it's really tough to see because. Um, the way the nationals had pretty much turned it around, especially Kyle Schroeder, when they um they turned it around with him putting him in the leadoff spot, you know, and he had what 13 or 15 or home runs like that when they put him into that uh leadoff spot. And we were talking about last week how if we wanted if there was a team that we were going to back to make a run behind one of these division leaders, I had picked the Washington Nationals because it seemed that it was, they were turning around, I think that next day or the <laughs> The yeah, well
0: done, Muna. <laughs> I feel like I'm
1: there. <laughs> I've done that multiple times, so I think maybe we need to stop. For at least me, I need to stop talking about these players because they get injured every time we talk about them. And just to make it official, the Mets just ended the game, so they just got the victory, ten to five. So officially, put yes. it in the books for you. So put
0: it in the books, Muna. We We're go. back. Yeah, the MLB so,
1: gambling podcast
0: is back.
1: Yeah, so you know, it's just you know one of those injuries for Shoreburn. and. It says it's significant, so he may be out anywhere from you know four to six weeks or that sixty-day IO, oh, which is just a crushing blow for for him because getting the NO player of the month honors because of what he did. And it seemed like the Nationals were turning it around in the month of June when they had a great month. And now for you to lose a guy like that, it's it's it sucks, man. It really does.
0: Yeah, have a similar, there's a Premier League curse over here, whichever manager wins, manager of the month, guaranteed to get turned over in the next game. They announce (laughs) a manager of the month on the Monday or the Tuesday and just get all your money on the opposition on the Saturday uh, because they always permanently get turned over. It's been a thing for years and years. So uh, it could be that any time Moonaf bigs up a player uh, that the leg falls off almost (laughs) instantly. (laughs) Um, we got another home run derby participant. Yeah. Uh, the fields coming together because um, that's creeping up on us now. We're gonna we'll be talking about this on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna do all star and uh, home run derby this week. Yeah. Uh, and Sal Perez, Kansas City Royals catcher.
1: Yeah, this was a bit of a surprise to me because he's not really a. Uh, want to say he's not a popular player, but he's not maybe a power guy, but. Um, he's having a pretty good season this far, uh, this far this season, what two eighty three batting average, uh, he has 20 home runs, 50 RBIs. So, uh, glad to see him there. You know, I'll be, I'll be rooting for him for sure. Kind of that underdog story, but he's always, he's been a, a seasoned veteran in our, in our league and, um, good to see Salvador participating. So I think it's easier for some of these guys that are going into Coors field because we know it's a hitter's ballpark. So it might be a little easier for them to, uh, to get these home runs in the Derby.
0: Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, now, one of the highlights of the week for me was um, Brett Phillips from the Tampa Bay Rays uh, getting out on the mound. Now, this was in a blowout game, and I mean, everyone always enjoys a position player pitching. Um, but if you haven't seen much of Brett Phillips, he's just the right character, I think is the word. I've, uh, I watched a, a spring training game where they had him mic'd up. Um, mm-hmm. and he's a really fun guy. He was he's the lad who he hit the walk off home run in the postseason. and eh, not home run, um walk-off hit in one of the postseason's games last year where, where the fielder fielded it and a Rosa Arena comes round uh third base and then falls over and stands up and goes back and then there's a wild throw and a Rosa Arena comes back and Brett Phillips is the one who goes airplane and off uh, across yeah. the outfield with his arms outstretched uh, well a blowout game and they called him in from the pen and he just absolutely put on a show for, he put on a show in the um, bullpen first warming up uh, with all manner of different uh, pitching styles and, and his, his stretch and his wind up and everything was absolutely outstanding uh, they opened the bullpen door and he came sprinting across to the, to the hill at <laughs> a thousand mile an hour um, and then just performed a whole series of histrionics but the highlights for me, by an absolute mile, is his bulk. If uh, you seen if you see the did. bulk, it's yeah. oh, it's so good. <laughs> he, so he he leans in with a, a really extra, I'm guessing he was um, he was imitating a famous pitcher, When I, mean, I can't remember who it was now, uh, but he, he he leans in a real big lunge forward, uh, and gives yeah. the gives the catcher the eyes, but then unfortunately drops the ball out the back of his hand <laughs> at the same time, and uh, the advanced all the runners, but. And this, this is the sort of thing that I'm here for, a position player pitching. Uh, I've, I have can't get enough of that, Muna.
1: Yeah, I, I saw when you put that note on there. I saw it circulating on Twitter, but I just didn't get a chance to see the video. But it was just so funny that... Well, like you mentioned, that he came sprinting out of the bullpen um, <laughs> when they called him in, and then, you know, the antics that he had on the mound, and he drops the ball. So, uh, And then he threw like a 49, I think it was like a 48 or 49 mile an hour. I think it was the curveball. Uh, <laughs> and it was just to see his reaction on, you know, that it didn't get called a strike. I thought it was pretty funny. But it's <laughs> well, like a cast co- gave his
0: first one as 94 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. that's it okay. called me And then he threw the exact same pitch again, and they said the second one was 40. 47 miles an hour. So I'm not sure uh, who was on the gun in the first one, but uh, something went awry.
1: I, I think I'll take the bets on that. It was a, it was more 47 than it was 94. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, I think it's like a dream come true for some of these positional players I come in to, you know, pitch a game in a blowout. It's always, uh, it's always a good thing to see because, you know, a lot of these pitchers, or sorry, the managers don't want to use a bullpen arm in it, and it's such a blowout game like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, um... Streaks. We normally talk about streaks. Yeah. Um. Actually, the, the first one we're going to talk about has come to an end tonight. Um. The Brewers had, I believe, it was an eleven-game win streak up oh, until yeah. this very afternoon, where they've been beaten two nil. Uh, I've said nil again. Two nothing. Two to nothing. And um, by the Pirates. Uh, and the second streak is the LA Dodgers. They've kept theirs going, which I think puts that to. Ten games now, mm. um, but ever since uh, this is this, the the Brewers have been a success story as far as our picks because they were a good price when we tipped them up when we covered that division a few weeks ago, something around about plus one sixty maybe, mm. um, and ever since then they've they've absolutely taken off and um, put themselves in a real strong position in that in that division, and then the LA Dodgers moon after. Um, Slowly starting to to pull the uh, to pull the San Francisco Giants back in. Although the Giants still aren't giving up six and four in their last ten. Um. So yeah, but the Dodgers are starting to flex their muscles a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think for the Brewers, they took care of business where they needed to. Right. If we kind of go back and look at where their winning streak kind of started. Um, It was against that uh, series against Arizona Diamondbacks where they lost that first one, but they took care of business in the next two. And then they got three in a row against the Rockies, um, then three against the Cubs. So they had, and then they had what, three out of four against the Pirates. So they took care of some business in the division for the past eight games, seven out of eight in your division. That's always a great thing, right? And then another team that just eclipsed a 50-win mark. Uh, in the MLB, but it's really been the pitching for the uh, the Brewers that has been doing so well. You take a look at what they did in the series against the Pirates. They only gave up a combined six runs in four games against them. I know we talk about the Pirates not being a great team, and they were supposed to be one of the worst teams in MLB this season, um, but I think they've been above average. We can say that the Pirates have, but you know, we, the pitching has really gotten it done for um, the Brewers there. And uh, hopefully they're able to continue that momentum and kind of maybe hopefully pull away, at least for our bet's sake uh, uh, in that NL central division. As far as the Dodgers, um, you know, it's just a matter of time that we knew that they were going to put it together. Right. I mean, we talked about all season long, how, or even the beginning of the season where their pitching was just going to be absolutely fantastic between the the four guys that they have in their rotation. Um, and again, they took care, of, they had two against the Giants. I believe one of those got rained out. I think they got rescheduled, but they won both against San Francisco. And unfortunately for the Nationals, who we we had talked about last week, or I had said that this the the front of the schedule if they were gonna make a run was gonna be really determined by these first three series against the NOS opponents. And now for them for them to get swept by the Dodgers, I think we can pr- pretty much put that to, put put that to the grave. But um, they have some, you know. I think this winning streak might continue. They have four against the Miami Marlins, and then they have three against the Arizona Diamondbacks. So they're really building that momentum going into the All Star break, and they might just come out on fire in the second half of the season.
0: Sorry, Moon. If I, I just muted myself there for no good reason, um, yeah. The that, that NL Central division all of a sudden is. It's just, it's changed and the, the Cubs have lost nine in a row, which has yeah. helped. I mean, talk about the Milwaukee at the top, last 10, nine and one, uh, Chicago last 10, one and nine. Now mm. it's if uh, that's going to, that's going to swing the division uh, very quickly. All of a sudden they've got a seven game lead yeah. uh, in that division, which is quite remarkable, but they kind of have three number ones uh, there in their rotation as well with uh, Woodruff and Burns and Freddie Peralta. Yep. Uh, Peralta uh, got beat today, but he's been absolutely outstanding all season. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they've they have got they've got three number ones, um, and yeah, that looks like it's it's certainly gone their way. But uh, we'll have to see how the how the Dodgers. We're going to get to the Dodgers a little bit actually. Uh, they're featuring featuring one of my picks um, this evening. Um you've noted Moon after the the pictures of the month. Um, were announced tonight, and it was Jacob deGrom. No surprises in the NL. And Sean Manaya, Oakland A's uh, in the American League.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, uh, I mean, what more can we say about Jacob deGrom, right? I mean, just one of the best, if, uh, obviously one of the great pitchers, maybe in the history of our league, you can say. I mean, from what this guy has been able to do. I saw a note on Twitter today that it said that Garrett Cole has given up more runs over his past two starts than Jacob deGrom has done all season long, (laughs) which is absolutely crazy to how dominant this guy is. So, um, you know, no shock there. And then Sean Maniah, you know, the A's have been chugging along here, a huge series are coming up against the Astros. We'll get to that here in a little bit, but, um, you know, he's been pitching well also that well deserved that award for, um, Sean Mania and the A's, um, you know, their rotation has some pretty good guys, with Sean Manai and Chris Bassett. I think he's another guy in that rotation. So, um, you know, big series coming up. I know we'll talk about that when we get to the weekly preview about series coming up. But uh, just wanted to highlight those two guys um, for the NL pitchers of the month, or sorry, the uh, MLB pitch players of the month pitchers.
0: Yeah, I do like Sean Manai. He very rarely lets his own. He's uh, the 3.13. Yeah. Uh, ERA, I think at the minute, six wins and five losses. Um, but yeah, he's an absolute rock, rocking that rotation um, for Oakland. And uh, there's no reason why he won't continue to be for a long time. Yep. Win Bet is bringing in the action of real sports betting with the win Las Vegas Experience. Get in in all your favourite teams, players and sports games. Generous promos, odds and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer up to $500 in risk-free sports bets. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on NBA championship and Stanley Cup futures when you buy directly from other bettors on PropSwap. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time with one click of a button. And PropSwap gives you a suggested price tool to let you know how much your ticket is worth. Last week, a PropSwap customer sold a $100, $175 to one Atlanta Hawks to win the Eastern Conference ticket for $6,250 after the Hawks went up one nothing on Milwaukee. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money; it just needs to improve. Think of it like the stock market, but for sports betting. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit, receive up to five hundred dollars in bonus cash. Go to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. So, moving off, as far as having a bit of a discussion thing, uh, we mentioned last week that all the, a lot of the divisions have gone suddenly uh, short odds on. Um, the five of the six divisions, and in fact, Boston, as we spoke last week, uh, went odds on two. Yeah. Um, so what we thought we'd do tonight, before we get stuck into the uh, the All Star Game and the Home Run Derby next week, is just have a little uh, a little Q and A, maybe just just pick up a little brains. We said we'd keep it relaxed a bit. Um, so you you um, ventured into the Slack channel early, earlier on and spoke to spoke to a few of the boys in there, often. and yeah. what was the general consensus? What did people want to know?
1: The people wanted to know, first of all, is um, some of your terminologies. I mean, they're really getting behind <laughs> you after about, after kind know cause you, you know, I, I, when I talk to my friends and I tell them I'm doing this MLB gambling podcast and my co-host and friend is across the pond in uh, Newcastle, near England and in London and all that fun stuff. And, they're like, wow. So I was like, yeah, if you don't want to listen to my ugly voice, come on our podcast and listen to Malcolm and, and his, some of the words that he says that it, it always causes, uh causes the guys in Slack channel to get a good laugh. But, um, I, I, I'm on a counter right now that you haven't said bits and bobs yet, yet. So I, I think <laughs> you've probably eliminated that from your vocabulary. Well, that's from on. The
0: all the week I've been saying to people that are general family, I said, do I say bits and bobs a lot? Or I've been trying to listen for myself saying it um, because, I mean, it's a, a, it's a perfectly normal thing to say, even if I did. Is that not a phrase that you would use at all?
1: No, in the states, I I don't think so. I think the first time I heard it was a coming out of your mouth when we started. Oh, okay, talking. that's
0: right I'm not disputing that. Um, yeah, because that's something that the SAC channel seems to have picked up on. As we I think maybe well bits and pieces would would that be something you were more familiar with?
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think that that that's a way to put it. It's uh, bits and pieces. So I, I I think that 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 might be it. So yeah, well, yeah. For, and, uh, in the English term, I think it's bits and bits and bobs, and we'll say we'll say bits and pieces here. So I think that was a. Uh, one of the things, but the main question was in the in the in the Slack channels, and one of our guys, Cameron, um, who's uh, active in our Slack channel, along with another a lot of the guys, was his question was um, he started uh, betting on MLB this season actually, and he said we give a lot of advice already, but maybe like a, a doing a Q and A, like you said about how we really handicap baseball games because there's so many games in a day. I mean, what do we, we kind of look at and, and how do we determine what side are, we're going to be on or, or a total or something like that? So um, I think that was a great idea. I think Will agreed with it. Um, and I think it's a great question because we like we said at the beginning of the season, that there's so many games happening on a daily basis that how do you handicap it? So do you want to kick this one off? Or how,
0: yeah, you... because Go I'm ahead. kind of a, I think I'm a, a beginner as well, uh, a little bit like Cameron in terms of um, learning how to how to handicap the sport now, because it's a it's a different way of handicapping from what I would do. I'm traditionally a football better or, yeah. or a, a horse racing handicap, It's nothing like handicapping the horse racing, obviously. Um, but with the with the football it's 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 totally different. Now if you listen to for example the, the NFL gambling podcast or uh the, the, the sports gambling podcast that Sean and Ryan do, mm-hmm. um they'll do that on a they've got a Monday and a Tuesday and a Wednesday um to have a look over all the stats, over everything they want to, yeah for a full day of games on a Sunday. Right. Um, you've got a Thursday night game which is an outlier, you've got a Monday night game which is an outlier. Yep. But everything else has happened on a Sunday. You can take a run up. And it's the same if I want to where Billy, who does the um soccer gambling podcast here. Mm-hmm. And can take a run up at a weekend slate of Premier League games. When you know when Monday night football finishes, you've then got till the next Saturday lunchtime, sure. uh, you've got five and a half days. Where it with MLB, you're never more than six hours away from a game. Um right. so it's absolutely impossible. I think you need to find something that you're comfortable with. I've brought in the show notes that it, it seems to me like it's a bit of a donut. You either have to be totally devoted at the top end and I don't know who can do that. Who has the time to do that. Yeah. We have jobs and families and weddings and football presentations and England matches to watch and things like that. <laughs> um, so if you can't, you can't be totally devoted. It's impossible. Um, so at that point, I think you've got to be totally recreational True. Um so, little things like managing your bankroll. I mean, you can't teach people how to do that. you I mean, I'm, I've still not really learned how to do that. I'm a 45 year old man, but um, I think you've got to be totally recreational with it and find something that suits you. you now, I've got, I've started with money line and starting pitchers yeah. because that's how traditional. That's how a British person or a European person really would bet. Um, that's how that's how our books work. That's what our lines are, are sure. geared towards. Now, we've spoke before. You, you've turned me on to things like first five and total hits and things like that. Yeah. Um, but if, if you're looking for a starting point, you need to find something that you're comfortable with. And for me, that is look at the starting pitches and then look at the money line. In baseball, you can only that can get you so far. That can get you to the seventh inning, yeah. and then, like you say, a bullpen can blow. But you don't. You absolutely don't have time on a on a 15 game slate on a Tuesday yeah. to get in from work to make absolutely. the family meal to take the kids to football and gymnastics yeah. and then look through. Lefty righty splits. Look through who's hitting what this month, who's hitting what this week, what the lineups are, because the lineups are, are a huge thing. Yeah. Um, it's not like again I could tell you what lineup Manchester United are going to trot out on Saturday, yeah. but on the you, I couldn't tell you what the Days are going to trot out tonight, which catch is going to be in, are they yeah. going to like you say they we the Mets tonight with a seven left-handed batters, um, so you it's just absolutely impossible uh, to get all that information. So I just think if you've got a day off, if you've got time, if it's a Saturday. Sometimes I have a Saturday afternoon to myself where I can put the horse racing on and I can have the football on the radio and I can have a proper bit of man time and I can then maybe dig into some stats. But other than that, I don't have to... I've got an hour before the games kick off, before I go to bed or what have you. So it, it's it's money lines and starting pitches and then just try and learn as you go. Um, the other thing I would say is don't underestimate the eye test. And I know, like... The, the stats geeks. it's a, it, it's a bit moneyball that um everything all the answers are in the stats yeah. but equally how can you can watch a game and I and I've said on this podcast a few times or a lot of my picks and leans have been well I watched Dylan Cease pitch last week yeah and the results belied the uh the the evidence of what I saw I thought he pitched better I didn't think the umpires did him many favors I thought he painted the corners of the strike zone so I'll take diligence this week uh, on the evidence of that so and I do like betting, betting on games that I can watch like yeah. I, I would I would very rarely be betting on a, again it's different because I'm going to bed when the, a lot of these games are going on sure. but I wouldn't have six or seven bets to go yeah. to bed or to go out and not watch them so if there's day games that I can watch that's what I'd be doing so is is this, is this as a starting as a beginner in MLB um, gambling. That's what I would look for. Find a couple of things you're familiar with. Find a website. Find a podcast. Uh, hint, hint. That you're familiar <laughs> with. A, a couple of people that you trust and use them. That's how I got into this. My NFL betting. Mm-hmm. I use yeah. the Sports Gambling Podcast. That's what I use. They were my tool of choice. Sean and Ryan were my tool of choice. Um, and with them to win or lose, it was entertaining. So it didn't really matter. You yeah. don't mind losing $50 on a Sunday night because really you've had quite a lot of fun doing it. So it's it's recreational. Um, so find a couple of tools that you like uh, and then just add bits in as you go. So now I can add in a little five in line. Uh, I can add in a... A, a run line like the Houston plus 1.5 I did last week. Sure. I can add in things that you've kind of taught me about. Um, but still, my stock, my stock bet is is money line in starting pitches. But then I might again look for a look for a split one day. Look for a home road split. Look for a day and night yeah. split. So that kind of thing. Now you're obviously a more experienced and um, better. We you had your little chart that we talked we yeah. talked with a few weeks ago. So. Sure. Um, you've been doing it longer than me. Mm-hmm. I mean, am I making any glaring errors uh, that you would point out to myself and Cameron and a couple of steps down the road or a couple of seasons down the line? Uh, what will I be doing differently uh, that you do now?
1: Yeah. The thing with baseball, I think you hit most of the points on the head is that there's, we've talked about what well, there's about over 2,900 games in a season. So I think first and foremost, you have to understand that there's going to be for 13 to 15 games a night, and you can't bet every single one of these games. You just can't because it's tough on your bankroll. And it's like you said, if you're not doing this full time, or if you don't have two to three hours in a day to handicap these games, because most people have other jobs and family obligations and all that good stuff it gets really difficult. And I, and we had talked about this, I think earlier is that if you're focusing on a division or two, where, you know, these teams, like the back of your hand, you know, we all have our favorite teams. You know, I follow the Red Sox. They're my favorite team and being in Houston, I also follow the Astros because it's my hometown team also. So I know those two teams very well. So whatever city you're in and you're, or if you're a fan of the, of, a particular team, you know, know that team inside and out, and you can't bet your favorite team because of your favorite team with baseball. I think it's that one sport that has so many different variables because we talk about, because with baseball, you have your starting pitching. We talk about looking at their home and road splits and, and I'm just probably turning into a long conversation for me, but I think it's a great topic. Um, with starting pitching, we've talked about looking at the, the, the splits home and road splits, day and night splits, how a pitcher does in those situations. I think today is a great example to use was that Blake Snell was on the mound for the San Diego Padres. If you take a look at his home and road splits, they are night and day of a difference. And I talked about that a lot when I'm picking these games, when we're making our lock and dog picks is that those variables do matter because pitchers are there. Pitchers are comfortable at home and some pitchers are not comfortable at home. And with those, will show up in the stats for you. So I think those are some of the things that you have to look at with baseball. It is based on starting pitching because how well a pitcher is doing, how bad a pitcher is doing, it's really going to be sometimes determining how your game is going to go. The thing with baseball is that there are so many ups and downs throughout the season for teams. We talk about how teams go on hitting or they, sorry, they go on winning streaks that we talked about earlier with the brewers and the Dodgers Dodgers earlier in the season were not off to a great start, but now it seems like they've turned it around. Um, so I think looking at those splits for pitchers, number one is is a big deal. Number two, for me, is also checking that umpire report. I think that's a really underrated tool because. See, that Every, would
0: never occur to me. You've yeah. said it before and I've said, ne- Oh, that's a good idea. Moodle. And then I have not acted on that whatsoever. And then you said it again tonight. And I think, yeah, yeah it's a, it's a great idea.
1: Yeah. And there's information out there. And if you want these websites or so the ones that I use, you know, if you're on the Slack channel, you're listening to this podcast, you want that information, send me a DM. I'm, I get DMs all the time from guys from NBA and I'm more than happy to help. And and guys know that And my Twitter, DMs are always hoping to help guys out. So if you want those websites, send me a DM and, and those umpire reports are put out every single day. And there's, there's stats where it says, uh, the trends are there for the umpires. If they're a over umpire, if they if they favor the home team more, if they have a big strike zone, if they have a small strike zone, those things matter, because I think last week is an example where Ohtani was on the mound up against the Yankees and he couldn't find his command and he was not getting a single strike called because that umpire may have had a very small strike zone. And I mean, this could turn into a topic of we can go on for hours and hours, but number one for me, like I said, looking at those pitching splits, looking at your umpires uh, and then looking at your lineups also, because if there's a guy of significance, like to say last night, Jose Altuve was out for the uh, Astros, that's your probably one of your best hitters, if not your best hitter, that's in that leadoff spot. If he's out of your lineup, that that's going to be a little tough for you to number one score runs because we saw that Astros only put up three, but they got great pitching out of their starter. Um, That's one point. And then wind, I think that's very underrated because a lot of these parks are that are outdoors, wind can be a huge factor. And we talk about, what are you talking about wind? Well, we see it in football where if there's a lot of wind going, uh, if a kicker is trying to go for a field goal, he's kicking against the wind. He's going to need a lot more leg. And in baseball, if the wind from the outfield is coming in, those balls that are hit hard, they're going to stay in the ballpark because the wind is pushing it back in. Uh, I think the, the Wrigley Field is a great example of that because when the wind is blowing in, you'll see the total being adjusted. If, it, if it's supposed to be – if there's no wind, that total may be eight. But if the wind is blowing in hard, it might be at six and a half. So those are three things that I – start to look at when I'm handicapping these games is those starter splits, um, the umpire reports, and then win. So I think if you kind of start with those three things, you'll you'll start to see what way you're kind of leaning towards. And um, and if you do have time, you know, there's stats out there of how teams are doing over the past seven days or over the past 15 days or over the past 30 days. I think those things matter because we talk about that. It's such a streaky Game where we saw with the Astros, another a great example is that a couple of weeks ago, these this team was, it seemed like they were hitting a beach ball out there and they were scoring so many runs. And then last week, they weren't scoring so many runs against the Baltimore Orioles. They got swept. And then this weekend, they started, you know, they got some more hits, they scored some more runs, they won some more games. So it, it, baseball, it's such an up and down season because there's so many games that you have to kind of keep track of how these teams are doing on a almost a – two to three week period. And I don't know, I'm talking a lot here, but I think those are some of the starting points for you that you kind of want to start to look at when you're handicapping some of these baseball games.
0: Yeah, I think just a measure of how difficult it is, um, is the prices. You could take the best team in baseball against the worst team in baseball. For example, you might have a Dodgers Diamondbacks matchup tomorrow night. Yeah. And it'd still only be minus 250 and the D-backs might be plus two ninety or something. It's not sure. like if you got Manchester City v Newcastle on Saturday, yeah. Newcastle will be fourteen to one or sixteen to one to win that game. Right. I mean even closer together in the NFL, you might get a, a handicap of well, plus twenty one maybe is about the biggest you see. Um it was a few years ago where the, the was it the Jets maybe were regular, yeah. sort of plus twenty, um, plus twenty odd, but it's it's got to be a bit closer uh, this season. But you just don't see um it's over the 162 games, everyone's going to win 44 games, 54, everyone's going to lose 54. It's what they did with the other 54. That's the, that's yeah. the difference maker uh, between being a good team and a bad team. So, sure. um, so I've, I've mentioned before that when I say those big prices, um, I'm often drawn to them just because you just don't know. And you wake up and you think, well, Oh, the, the Diamondbacks did turn the Dodgers over or they beat the Padres 10-1 last night. Sure. Uh, it's something like 260 or whatever. Um, and you can even make a bad pick or an outsider pick and still win. That's the other thing as well. You don't necessarily have to be right all the time. Yeah. Uh, the other, You say you take Pablo Lopez the other night going out injured or tonight with my Mets pick could have easily gone down because of... Um, uh, Error in the field, a bad umpiring call, and then a wild pitch nearly uh, nearly done me. And, and I've suffered through uh, quite a lot of bad luck. So, yeah, I just think fi- find something that you're comfortable with. It can be very, very, very complicated. And it really, really doesn't need to be to start with. Uh, find something you're complicated with. Find something you can watch as well. So yeah. uh, when you do put your bet on, you, you get a chance to watch it, to see where it went right, where it went wrong. Um, and Or you can just stick to the fun. Things like the run lines. Um if you're picking overs you're cheering on both teams there's nothing not to like about that yeah. you can sit down you, everybody who goes up there you just want them to get on base and get a run and it's a perfectly fun way fun way to have a bet if you want to put a £10 a ten pound bet on it, or a £10 two game parley something that's not going to break the bank and a baseball game will last you three hours um, so it's perfectly reasonable value for money like it's not that like you put £10 on a greyhound race which is 42 seconds which I'm prone to do um, I'll get I feel like even if I've lost um on the baseball. I've had three hours entertainment out of it, um, which is which I think is perfectly reasonable.
1: So, Yeah. And yeah. I think the last thing to kind of wrap it up is that these the trends we had talked about a while back, I think it was last month, is that those trends are really important to also look at because I think Cincinnati, if you're an, a guy that likes to bet totals, there's a lot of... There's teams out there that are, are that have a great batting lineup. But, you know, the Red Sox are an example. The Cincinnati Reds are an example. Um those trends are important because if you see anything that's above 60 or 70%, uh, you might want to take a look at that, whether that's on totals or or money lines or or things like that. So again, I use TeamRankings.com. I think that's a great website for um, the updated trends. They do a great job of updating those every single morning for me to look at when I'm betting. So uh, definitely, you know, also keep in mind that trends are important also.
0: Make sure to head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a free $25. That's right. Sign up now for a free shot at $1 million. Draft day is happening 7.13 at 1 p.m. Pacific. Ryan, Real Money Kramer will be drafting underdog best ball teams for 24 hours straight. One week, I'm going to say that without laughing. You can hop on the stream and draft with Kramer and the guys, plus 15 free entries to Best Ball Media 2 will be given out. If that wasn't enough, there's a $500 draft day props contest based off of Kramer that you can only enter in the app. So download the app, sign up at underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. I watched that film, Draft Day, in lockdown, actually. I found it on... uh, I think I just searched NFL movies one boring Tuesday afternoon when we were all in lockdown. And I watched Draft Day and it did entertain me. And I know people regularly joke about... uh, no one going to the quarterbacks party that's a bit of an in joke when it comes to draft day but mm-hmm. um i'll have to try and get in with kramer on that i don't i don't, I don't think i'm allowed from this country uh, so i'll have to try and vp me way or something like that but uh, yeah draft day is going to be fun. Yeah, thirteenth uh, of July, I think for those. Um, okay, have picks time. Uh, we can pick with impunity this week because we nailed it last week. Uh, we can pick with confidence. Um, now I can't remember what order we went last week. I think you went first. You know, you. Went I think first we should keep. Week. Who?
1: I let off today. Yeah. Or well, do you want to get to some of the series coming up this week before I get to our picks? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Jumping yeah. ahead. I, yeah. I, what, I guess I d- uh... accidentally deleted that on our show notes, but um... yeah. Uh, quickly, what, let's. What see. Have we got? I think the biggest one for me, obviously, that AL West matchup between the A's and the Astros, um, three game set here. Um, so I think that's number one. Some pretty good pitching matchups there. Um, let's see anything else that kind of sticks out. Um, Brewers and Mets might be fun. I think you know two division uh, leaders going at it, and then. Um, I think That's it, man. I think those are the two fronts, of the, and I think we might see a lot of runs in that Red Sox and uh, uh, Angels series because that that Angels team are, are absolutely oh, they're, they're an over team, man. They they hit the ball well with with, yeah. with your guy Otani there, and they just put up a bulk of runs. And we know what the Red Sox can do offensively, so I think that those are the you know, two or three series that kind of stick out to me the, this coming week.
0: Yeah, you're right about the Brewers and the Mets. I've got some uh, good matchups: uh, Degrom against Brett Anderson. Yeah, on Tuesday uh, should go should be a good matchup. And then uh, Chris Bassett from Valdez as well. Yeah, um, the that's a chance just for Houston to get a little bit. Uh, Oakland's still hanging around. Uh, Houston a short price favourites and we've been sweet on them a lot. But uh, yep. Houston will have an eye on that one uh, to try and turn the screw. And I will tell you what, uh, Nathan Ivaldi and Shohei Otani uh, should be a good matchup as well. Yeah, uh, this I, week, Sue. So.
1: I think that uh, uh, Dusty Baker for the Astros manager was, I think he was really resting his guys, some of his key guys, like uh, in this weekend series against the Indians. So I think he, he he's a guy that's watching the standing. So I think he knows that there's a big series coming up against the uh, A's this week. So uh, look out for for you know their main guys to be playing this week. Altuve, um, Correa, Gurriel, uh, Alvarez. I think he went on the IL for some reason, but... Um, you know, I think they're going to be ready to rock and roll, especially coming off that sweep at home against the uh, Orioles. Um, losing that one, that's probably a bad taste in their mouth. So uh, they have a three-game lead right now. I know the Boston Red Sox are playing the A's this afternoon. So hopefully, our Red Sox can get that extra cushion for the Astros um, in in that uh, AL West uh, standings.
0: Yeah, and um, don't sleep on these terrible series as well. Uh, Detroit, Texas, for example. Yeah, I'm um, just looking at that matchup on Tuesday. Jose Arena, who we talked about Plunk and Acuna early on, against Dane Dunning, because th- there is absolutely angles to be had. Um sure. We've ju- we've just talked about. Um, finding finding your way of, of handicapping if you if you want to get involved in that game that the, there's angles to be had uh, have a look at the starting pitching because I mean that could finish nil nil or it could finish 14-14 or anything in between. Um so yeah I do like to say I I do like these bum fight series. Um okay so i I'm gonna lead off again then uh, yeah. with renewed vigour and confidence Moonaf really all it took was a was a two for two week
1: um
0: So, look, uh, Monday night is Dylan Cease, uh, who takes on... uh, Dylan Cease for the Chicago White Sox. Takes on Bailey Ober uh, for the Minnesota Twins. This is pretty straightforward. I've I've kept this as uncomplicated as I possibly can. Um, As I alluded to when we were talking about how our handicap games, um, firstly... um, I think the White Sox are better than the Twins. That's not a complicated thing. They've, sure. they've won sort of 16 more games on them. Tick that box. Uh, Dylan ceases a 7-3 and three record with a 3.75 ERA. After a little bit of a shaky start. Uh, and he hasn't actually had a hugely successful uh, month. Uh, he, had a, he has had a couple of uh, three-inning um outings uh, without getting shelled, but just a little bit ropey. um He did pitch six innings against the Twins last week. Uh, he only gave up two um, earned runs there. And you see, he passes the ITS. I've been watching him and I do think he's, uh, he's been pitching a little bit better uh, than the results suggest. Um, Bailey Ober for uh, Minnesota. Um, City's got an 0-1 record after six starts. So he's kind of been stuck a little bit in between. Um, his last two haven't been great, however. There's, been, there's uh, quite a lot of signs of regression there. Uh, and the last thing I brought on the note was the Twins suck. Uh, so I'll take Dylan Cease um, in an uncomplicated pick to beat the Twins. Now, this second one is totally an utterly good handicapping. Um, I'm going to take Trevor Rodgers. Uh, for Miami against Walker Bueller and the Dodgers. Uh tomorrow night, Monday night. Uh Rogers is seven and five with a two point one four ERA man. Uh, I know you spoke about him possibly as a Cy Young candidate, Moon if you were quite sweet at him. Uh, maybe about May time when we talked about that. Yeah. Um, I tried to find anything that I could pick a hole in on Walker Bueller. And I couldn't. I was looking. I was. Going, I thought I'm going to do a moon after you. I'm going to use some of moonaf's uh, some of moonaf's information. And I looked at lefties, righties, day nights. I was looking at grass and turf and everything. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to find one hole, and I couldn't find one. Um, he's eight and one with a two point three five era, but that is not going to let, uh, stop me fading him. And um, the Dodgers can't keep winning forever. That's part of my um, that's part of my theory tonight. Uh, the Marlins are a little bit better than I think well in fact I think they're a lot better than than the record tells you they're 35 and 46 they've got an expected win loss which I've I've quoted a few times in the past of 43 and 38 which is a huge swing you do not often see that with the with the Pythagorean swing it's the second biggest differential actually after the uh, the Diamondbacks I wrote the cards in the in the notes it's, it's the D-backs who've got um Who've been who've been the second uh, the unluckiest team in baseball? After that, it's Miami. Um, so I just thought this was a value pick. I think um, the prices will be big on Miami because of the streak that the Dodgers are on because of the record and the fact that you can't pick a hole in him. Um, but like we've just said, even this Miami is still going to be round about plus 175. They're not going yeah. to be a huge price. Um, so I just thought it was a, it was a value play and I think the prices should be closer. Uh, Miami are 11 and nine against NL West teams as well. So, so not a bad little record, a, a little tick there for them. So Dylan Cease, um, White Sox over the Twins on Monday is my luck. And my dog is Trevor Rodgers to spring the surprise over the Dodgers also tomorrow night, off.
1: I like it. I I was looking at that your dog pick also as one of my things, and I think I couldn't find anything on Bueller either. I just kind of wanted to fade him, but his numbers are just great across the board. So, you know, they might catch one of these teams, uh, like the Dodgers have a bad night. And hopefully it's against um, Trevor Rogers tomorrow night. So they might be feeling themselves a little bit after um, sweeping the, the uh, angels, or oh, am sorry, the nationals this weekend. So as far as my picks um, let's see on Monday, sorry, start with my lock here Tuesday night. And it's just a series that we were just talking about between the Astros and the A's and I'm going to take the Astros money line, Chris Bassett versus Frambert Valdez Valdez on the mound for the Astros. Like I said, this is going to be a huge series between these two teams that al west division but the astros have the a's number so far this season astros are seven and three this season against the a's um stellar pitchers on the mound like i said but i'm going to go with val this year he has three starts this season at home uh he is two and zero with a two era uh and a four and and0 uh four and zero with a 1.95 era at night um one start against the a's in 2020 he threw seven innings gave up seven hits only two earners two earned runs and nine strikeouts in that one start last season. Uh, Chris Bassett on the mound for the A's. Like I said, he's been good this season for the A's, but the numbers on the road are not as good as they are at home for him. Uh, he's pitched the same number of innings, both on the home at home and on the road, but he's allowed six more earned runs on the road this season. So far, he had one start this season against the Astros. It was the very first game of the season. He went five and a thirds innings. I uh, gave up three earned runs and lost that game, but, um, like I said, I know the Astros are in their mind. They're really preparing for this series. So I'm going to uh, go with the Astros money line as my lock Tuesday night for Amber Valdez on the mound for the Astros So for my dog. Um, this one might be, I wasn't sure if this was going to be a dog, but um, they are on the road and that's going to be the reds money line on Tuesday night. Also against the Royals. Uh, the Royals don't have a projected picture yet, but for the reds it's going to be Luis Castillo on the mound and Castillo's bounced back in a great way over the past uh, past month. Um, over his last six starts, he's pitched 38 innings, and he's only allowed six earned runs in that span. At the end of the month of May, his overall ERA was 7.22, but in the month of June, he brought that all the way down to 5.08, an improvement of over uh, two full runs against his ERA and over the last 30 days, the Reds are number two in runs scored in the National League in road games this season. So their their offense has really been translating for them um, on the road this season. So I'm going to take the Reds' money line Tuesday night, Luis Castillo on the mound against the Kansas City Royals. I'm not sure who's pitching for the Royals, but I think this might be close to a pick'em game, if not a slight underdog for the Reds because they are on the road against the Kansas City Royals. So those are my two picks.
0: Yeah, I'm just having a look at that, and the, it's the only um, TBD in the the Royals lineup for the yeah. week. I've got a feeling it might be Chris Bubich, um, oh, they're unless they're one of my he's <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, that'll shorten it up for you, but um, yeah, yeah, because it goes Keller, minor blank, singer Duffy, and then back to Keller. Uh, so unless they're doing something different with uh, with Bubich because he's uh, stunk the place out, they might have even sent him down, but uh, he might be the man. Uh, as always, Moon Off, you make watertight cases <laughs> uh, for your picks. So, yeah. Um, Nick Dant is vacationing this week. Yeah. He is we out of time. We've given him the week off. We've given him the week off, yeah. So, um, yeah, he, he's left us pickless. But um, Will Merman uh, has made his picks for us. Um, Monday night uh, is Will's Luck. And that is on the money line. Uh, Zach Davis uh, for the Cubs is. Uh, Cubs who have just done one and nine in the last ten games uh, versus Matt Moore and the Phillies. Uh, that one and on Tuesday for his dog is another money line bet. That's the Cardinals Adam Wainwright against the Giants and Johnny Cueto. Yeah, uh, is on the mound for San Francisco. So that's the Cubs. Cubs on Monday. Zach Davis and the Cardinals Adam Wainwright on Tuesday for Will. Um, the reason I do, we didn't mention our TallySight picks early in the piece, but uh, for some reason their system's still a bit clogged up. It's let us make picks, uh, but it hasn't been updating. Yeah. Uh, they obviously got a gremlin, so maybe after after the holiday weekend, someone someone from TallySight will get in there. So we've been making the picks and submitting them, but uh, they haven't been they haven't been updated. But hopefully that'll be that'll be fixed soon enough uh, and get across to Talisite.com, and you can see Nick and Will's picks as well as myself and Moonaf
1: every day. Yep. Uh, and I think Moonaf uh it's nearly bedtime it is for you sir I, I still have a full night ahead of me it's only five o'clock my time but uh you've had a long weekend with the wedding and uh and more drinks today so uh you we need to get you to bed and sober you up and get ready for the new week
0: so what, what does the rest of uh, july fall hold
1: well we have a family gathering at a restaurant here tonight so uh it's going to be good to see um my wife's side, uh wife's side. So I haven't I have we haven't seen them in a while because of COVID and stuff. So uh uh we're gonna we're gonna have a little dinner there tomorrow or sorry this evening in a in a couple hours here. So uh we have that going on, but um I've still been working, man. I, I was still working today. I uh we have some plans for the NBA finals. I know we have that matchup set. Uh it's gonna be the Bucks and the Sun. So I was talking to my co-host about planning a a huge nba finals preview so we're gonna dish that out tomorrow and i think i'll be on with sean uh tomorrow also for the nba finals because he said ryan was off the grid getting ready for his 24 hours draft (laughs) draft day on july 13th so um so a lot of stuff going on you know we're gearing up for the uh nfl season we have the nba finals right on deck NBA or sorry, MLB is chugging along. So you know, like we've said, we're always working. There's no off time for us, right, Malcolm?
0: Well, on the subject of the NBA, Moonaf, as we've yeah. been sitting here, I um, there was a free roll on DraftKings, uh, okay. an MLB free roll contest tonight, okay. um, with six hundred prizes of a ticket for the fantasy. NBA millionaire competition okay. and I've landed in the money tonight somehow, okay. I've finished 523rd so I am now in possession of this $25 fantasy NBA millionaire ticket, Munaf uh, and I will have no idea what to do so at some point, so that's on the 7th this ticket's for so at some point this week, I'm going to get in touch with you and you're going to tell me how to, uh, how to win a million dollars it's DraftKings NBA so there's, there's something for us to do this week
1: there we go Excellent. Yeah. You just reach out to me and we're going to get you that million dollars.
0: Yeah. Excellent. And then I'll be straight across, uh, to that, um, big swimming pool in Vegas with the big screen where the boys were a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, uh, that's where you'll find me. There we go. Uh, right. Thank you very much for uh, nursing me through this moon. I've, um, at one point yesterday, uh, me getting to the end of today, seemed like a long way off, uh, <laughs> but here we are. I've done it. We've managed it. Um, So, yeah, look forward to the rest of the week. Uh, Wednesday night, England at the semi-final. Uh, Something for everyone to look forward to. Popular winners. Yeah, enjoy your weekend of MLB. Enjoy the rest of your July four, everybody, wherever you were listening. Uh, apologies for our Mets ramblings earlier <laughs> on, uh, but you know, um, needs must occasionally. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, download the app, etc. Uh, we appreciate your support, and um, we'll be back on Thursday uh, with an update of everything around the league. And we'll see you down the road. Cheers.